Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Steven Tyler's. By the way, hello everybody. Uh, you got Steven Tyler's. Uh, I almost said son. You got Steven Tyler's daughter, who's not really in the books. Ar Arwen the elf. Yeah, she's basically Peter Jackson wrote her role and replaced like two other dudes to give her more to do. Oh, who did he replace? Tom Bombadil, so Elrond's sons, and. I think there's another maybe Glorfindel. Of course, the ever popular. So in the in the book, Aragon marries Elrond's sons. <laughs> uh, I wish that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he might in the in the retelling. Um, no, yeah, that was basically all she did. She just shows up at the end and marries Aragorn. There's much less like right. of her being a character. Books. And so basically, her character is the same as as Rosie, Samwise Gamgee's. Oh uh, yeah, Rosie. Right, Rosie. Rosie Plinkett. What's her name? Cotton. Rosie Cotton. There you go. Anyways, none of this is related that like to what a porn star. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, it's Middle Earth. They got if they have stoves. If there are stoves and refrigerators in Middle Earth, there's porn, dude. Like, come I'm on. not. I'm not plugging any of those words sequentially into Google. I don't want to find out what's out there. What refrigerator? <laughs> no. So, Hobbit. Hobbit porn. porn. Yeah. Well. Oh no! It exists. It exists definitely. I mean, look, they're drunks, right? All they do is smoke uh, pot and and drink and garden. That's all hobbits do. By the way, as I was saying before, none of what. Discuss is related at all to the top of the topic at hand today. No. <laughs> to it's very clear, relevant. Very, it very is. important. It's, it's adjacent. Um, uh, uh, hello, uh, listeners <laughs> out there. Uh, if you recognize uh, the, the lustful uh, three voices in your ears at the moment, uh, then we need no introduction. But if you don't, we are joined again by our esteemed colleague, uh, <clears throat> Tres Gatos Una Garbadina, which, if you don't speak Spanish, is uh, three cats in a trench coat. Yep. Uh, I, yep. I wish I, that it, you should have put that in Elvish. Is there an Elvish trans translator? We're going to find out. And fantastic. And, of course, co-host, co-owner, cohort, <laughs> is here, as always, once again. Welcome, gentlemen. Dude, so are you. That's you're here. True. I'm always here. Yeah, Just except waiting. for when you're not. That's true. There are times when I'm not. But all the times that I am, I'm waiting. But now we are here. Now we're here. And we're Thus, discussing us being here. Something that if you couldn't tell by now is Lord of the Rings related. Do you have I'm you I'm predicting a whole lot of derailment into Yeah original trilogy and yeah i mean maybe the hobbit movies oh maybe no. the 86 cartoon version i never saw that uh three cats you seem to be slightly chuckling have you discovered your name in elvish i am on elvish translator.com or something fun translations.com slash elvish i plugged in three cats in a trench coat in sindarin is Neled cats in a trench coat. <laughs> there's no, there's no Elvish word for cats or trench coat. 
for cats in a trench coat? No, it's just three is the only. <laughs> well, what was the name of that language, and why does it sound like Zendaya? Uh, I'm almost certainly pronouncing it wrong, but Sindarin. She kind of looks like an elf. Uh, you know? Maybe she's in the Rings of Power. Who is Sindarin? That's the Elvish language, evidently. Oh, it's called Elvish. Zendaya is an actor. Yeah, she's in Dune. Is is Zendaya an elf? She she looks a little elfish. I wonder if we're ever going to talk about the TV shows. <laughs> okay, here's a really awkward transition. Speaking of Zendaya looking like an elf, um, one thing about this show is that there's an alarming amount of diversity, which is alarming. cool because <laughs> diversity rocks. But it also points out the fact that there are zero black people in all of Peter Jackson's, like, 13-plus hours of, of film in, in the original trilogy, which just makes it, like, the inclusion in this show just makes it all the more confusing in the other one. Like, did they all die in the 3,000 years between when this show takes place and when Ooh, that's, the Fellowship that's starts? A- that's a very dark interpretation. <laughs> you have to watch the next uh, eight seasons. The of Rings of Power is all just culminating in oh, skin color-based genocide <laughs> oh, I, of several races. That's I was not, I was not, very dark. <laughs> not expecting. Also, the Harfoots. Like the Harfoots are around okay. here. So let's be clear about this. <laughs> to take it to a lighter note. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna follow that r- route. Uh, the the Harfoots are just <laughs> Hobbit ancestors, right? Yes. Yeah, they have to be. They got hairy feet and they're small. Yeah. No, I I read something about this. They but are... some of them are black. Yeah. Right. Correct. In fact, just, yeah. But it... is it just the one? Does every race so far have one black character? That's the alarming. The Harfoots have a, have a few. I haven't seen a black orc. Hmm. We haven't. Have we seen orcs? We saw one orc. We saw. Is that an orc? The the mole man, the underground mole man. Yeah, he's an orc. I thought he was a troll. No, that's a motherfucking orc. I thought it was something completely. I thought it was different. an ice troll. What? Did you watch the it's second episode? <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so the Harfoots. Good. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Good. Har, Har, Harfoots are their ancestors to the hobbits. Correct. Is yes. is that what Smeagol was? Was he a Harfoot? He was one of the river folk, uh, which is related to hobbits, but is not. Um, I don't think they're like exactly the same. I also have a lot of very random, weird Lord of the Rings lore rattling around in my brain. And I usually do a pretty good job of covering up that fact. And I feel like it's just going to come pouring out and word vomit up in podcast form. It's going to slow, slowly leak out. Uh, but yeah, so the did the Harfoots like then settle by a river and, or like some of them settled by a river and, those Harfoots became river folk, and then others found in the Shire. Little something hills like that. There's, there's two other. The Shire. 
there's two other, aside from the Harfoots, there's two other Hobbit progenitor races, and I forget what they're called. But uh, yeah, a mixture of those three became Hobbits and the River Folk and so on. How, how, how far in the past does this show take place? A couple thousand years, I want to say. Okay. Because I know, I, I'm just trying to figure out if, because like fucking Smeagol's going to show up. Smeagol's going to show up like in season I, five. I don't think, I don't think he can. No, they're gonna jump time. They're gonna time jump. He, the ring had hold over him for like something like six hundred years, and I think this is like two thousand years in the past. So unless they have some major time jumps, we'll do a fourteen hundred year time jump in between seasons. It's fine. We'll get him. We're gonna skip each season. Andy. Could be like like a series of like like two hundred years, and then each actor will now have a beard math. to denote the passage of time. Hmm. Yeah, they'll all have little mustaches like uh, like everyone at the end of Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Sauron will walk in and he'll just have, it'll be that, that crazy helmet that he wears, but just a tiny little mustache on it. <laughs> Pointing to the grave as he walks past. Um, here's no, something, no, something no, that's... No. that's <laughs> sorry, I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so here's my question. So a lot of this, correct me if I'm wrong. We have, so three cats, you're, you're our resident Tolkien head, our, uh, our Lord of the ringing. Uh, this is p- mostly pulled from the Samarian, correct? A lot of this shit. Um, I don't know if it's directly pulled actually. I think, um, I think a lot of, uh, I think they took, source material from that and then they sort of built in from like other Tolkien like writings and texts they sort of like weaved all that together and tried to took a couple liberties and tried to make something new out of it um so I think it's heavily based in source material but it's not like verbatim here's how the story progresses interesting okay um yeah I was just I was just curious uh I loved it. It's very surprising and refreshing to see you just unabashedly love something. Uh, I, I, I did. Um, warms my heart. Thank you. Uh, this, the silence from, from uh, Raf is deafening, but we'll get there. Uh, the, <laughs> here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to quickly, briefly say why I loved it. Um, it is... It... it it's sort of doing what House of the Dragon is doing right now, and it's interesting that they both came out at the same time, uh, considering that everybody loved the Lord of the Rings trilogy, everybody loved the first uh, four to five seasons of Game of Thrones, uh, and then everybody hated the Hobbit trilogy, and everybody hated the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. And now these two prequel shows of uh, these two respective like greatest fantasy stories of all time have released at the same time. Uh, and what's interesting that I think both of these shows are doing uh, is capturing the essence of the original content that made them popular uh, media-wise um, and both recapture that and sort of are their own thing with their own identity as well, while still, you know, obviously being Lord of the Rings and obviously being Game of Thrones. 
it's I love it for the same reason that I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's all I can say right now. Let's talk. <laughs> Raf, what do you think? Well, Michael, why do you love the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Because it's an epic fantasy story about uh, fucking coming together and connecting with the people around you and overcoming insurmountable odds simply by the people to your left and the people to your right. And you think that the show is going to do that, that same thing? I think the show's already doing that. How so? Um, I think that it is conveyed upon with Elrond and Durin. Uh, I think with uh, the elf and the woman uh, in the town that he's protect- protecting. I can't remember the two characters' names. Uh, I think they they're, were created for the TV show. It's uh, the elf, the one that, that uh, goes under the underground that elf and that woman it's a lot of um it's a lot of people at odds coming together it's elrond and durin it's the elf and the human woman uh it's galadriel and this man she finds uh shipwrecked so you know it's it's just a whole big setup for that i'm googling these names right now because i haven't had time to learn any of them I'm convinced that Sean didn't watch the show. <laughs> I did watch the show. I, I, it would be hilarious if I had not watched it. just came on to weigh in. I honestly feel like I didn't watch the show. That's okay. Well, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here. To, <laughs> to learn me of the show. Yeah. Um, okay, so you see it as this. It's building towards this story of sort of what we can do when we reach across the aisle so to speak reach out to to others and connect with others who are maybe oh, not yeah. of our and, same background or, or race hard, or yes exactly and the the hard foot is doing it with the stranger literally our four main storylines it's literally happening in all four of the main storylines that there's it's, this cross it's, it's species too, connection yes it's a it's a cross connection of people that otherwise wouldn't be breaking down barriers and stigmas between in this case, mm-hmm. fictitious races uh, for people to pull together for the greater good is the common. And it's exactly what the the original trilogy is about. It's about the smallest person can make a difference. Uh, and, you know, we we see that by the end of it, how these four hobbits did do that um, mm-hmm. and how you know, Gimli and Legolas hated each other at first and then they became best friends and, and, you know, shit like that. I feel like, I guess the difference or one big difference for me is that in that original trilogy, there's like, there's a reason for them to all be coming together. Like there is this unstoppable evil um, that sort of brings them together and, you know, a classic good V evil sort of, sort of battle. Um, So there's like a reason for it. Um, and I'm not saying that evil should be the only reason why people should like reach out to, to those who are not like them. Um, but in this show, there's like, at least not yet. I know it's still super early. It's two episodes in into what could be like an eight season run. Um, but like, there's no, there's no threat of evil or anything. 
um, like I feel like there's nothing as of now for them to overcome besides like just just hanging out. It feels like right. Well, there there's an unnecessary up. amount of like setup the re- here. The return of Sauron is going to be this. Uh, we really only get that in Galadriel's storyline as she's hunting. Everybody thinks the evil's gone. She's the only one who thinks we're still in the shit. Uh, and I agree with you. At at this point, it does feel like like I'm I'm fascinated to see how they're going to intertwine all of these stories and get like because the stuff going on with the Harfoots and potentially baby Gandalf is uh, like it seems so detached from all the other pieces and. It, it, that's the difference between like a TV show though. Like I think my opinion is going to be largely shaped by where they take this story. Like I've enjoyed it so far, but uh, the question is going to be, can they link these stories and all intertwine all these narratives? That's going to be the big challenge for them. But um, I mean, there is one criticism you can throw at it is the, uh, I think it was, either one of the writers or the directors of the boys who is like, I he, he was talking about when directors are like, it's basically a 10 hour movie. And he's like, go fuck yourself. No, it's a TV show, Write A TV show. Like every episode should have its own like stakes and flow and everything. And I, w- I wish he did that for season three of the boys too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that these episodes didn't have their own stakes and everything, but we'll see what, uh, <clears throat> We'll see where they it, take all of it. I think I think it's largely it, dependent on... It feels on like a lot of... Goes. Sorry. I was just going to say, it feels like a lot of setup. Um, and I think maybe, like, my issue with it is just that I don't like TV shows. Like, it's just not <laughs> the medium for me. Um, like, I, I, honestly, like, I, I don't understand why I need to watch two hours of something that simply serves as, like, background info and like learning different characters for for something that might something big that might happen in season four after i've put in like 73 hours of of my time to get to know these people like i just don't think that it's necessarily a medium that i jive with so like i i i do see that there that there is potential for the show to be something pretty good um but right now, me personally, I just don't give a shit. Um, I'm sure that could change. It's super, super early. Like, again, this is two episodes in into something that could end up being like seven plus seasons long. Um, and by that point, people might totally love it. But right now, um, it, it seems like it's sort of just there. Right. Well, so I don't get the hype. The the amazing thing that um, the Jackson trilogy, the original Jackson trilogy, did that when people talk about Lord of the Rings, they talk about like the Ian McKellen, the Elijah Wood, like all the big performances. They talk about the score, but it's really an unbelievable masterclass in like world building and exposing the with such. Um, limited time to work with. It doesn't get a, you know, 10 episode run to have those background scenes and build up this world. Like it really is incredibly economical with how it like 
brings you into this world. You start in the Shire, Gandalf hits right away, immediately in four lines in, you know everything you need to know about him. And each character is the same way, and each new place you visit is kind of the same way. Um, and so I think that's one thing that, like, it almost can't be repeated. The Jackson trilogy did it so well. I just don't think in a lot of modern TV shows, you see people able to write at that level and able to bring you in at that level. So for the scale of what they're trying to do, I see why they're trying to build something so big and why they have so much background, but I'll go along for the ride. But again, the question is, where is this leading and where is it going to take us? Uh, Raph, do, are, do you like the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Do I, do you like anything? Um, do you yeah, like Peter I, Jackson's I, I love, Lord of the Rings trilogy? You do. I absolutely adore Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies. I think the the Fellowship of the Ring is like one of the the best blockbusters ever made. Um, I love the twin, not Twin Towers. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I love the Two Towers. Um, it's like one of my most rewatched movies and return of the King is fucking awesome. Like I, yeah, I think they're incredible. It's not my, my reservations about this show isn't because of a lack of like appreciation for Lord of the Rings in general. Um, like I tried to read the fellowship when I was in fifth grade. Like I love, I love this stuff. I think it's awesome. I just, I'm not completely sold yet after two episodes of this particular television show. I, 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 that's fair. I think what they're doing and, you know, if you don't like the format of television, then you certainly won't enjoy this television show. Uh, However, uh, I think what they're doing is, and and I agree, it, it, it is off to a very slow start, particularly the first episode. I felt like the second one picked up a little bit sort of pace wise and things were happening. Um, I think what excites me about it is that very thing that you're talking about, uh, that you don't know where it's going and that it is taking its time. That excites me because we know what the hell happens with Lord of the Rings. Like we know that Sauron gets this powerful ring and all these other rings are fucking ring, ring, ring of fire and it burns, 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 whatever the hell the Johnny Cash shows up in Middle Earth, whatever. So we know that happens. And then, you know, uh, fucking Aragorn shows up and the hobbits and all that. This is so far removed in the past that I love that, you know, aside from Elrond and uh, Galadriel, uh, aside from them, it's pretty much just all completely new characters. And also, uh, it's fucking Gandalf, by the way. Like, it's, it's going to be Gandalf. They're playing this game where it's like, oh, it's not Gandalf. It could be anyone. It's like, uh, it's fucking Gandalf. Okay. He's whispering to moths. He's whispering to moths and they're like fire and shit. Like it's fucking Gandalf. You can't fool anyone. Dude. What? Um, it's wild. It's Ian McKellen. But yeah, it, it's, it, it is super obvious. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> fucking Gandalf. I don't um, know why they're playing coy about it. From a purely production standpoint, I think visually a lot of what they've done is basically it's amazing because I think like a lot of the visuals that we see in this would have been visuals that got absolutely slammed uh, if it was a scene in the Hobbit, but because the writing uh, they don't seem like they're 
like with the Hobbit, they just tried to stretch things out and like it, basically it was a cash grab. Um, they wanted oh. three Hobbit movies and they wanted, you know, as much screen time as possible. And so uh, the motivations were completely off there, but this seems to have taken its time with the writing and like characters say things that are meaningful and like it has the feel of Lord of the Rings dialogue. And when the writing is better and when you're more invested in the characters, these often, I think a lot of it, they try and do some things practical, but a lot of it is, you know, CGI backgrounds and like big glorious sets and everything, but it works more when you have a better product, like front and center. You know, I, I, I think fundamentally what you're describing is that there were passionate people who wanted to make this show and tell this story, whereas I don't think anybody wanted to make The Hobbit, <laughs> except the, the, the execs. The studio, and the studio wanted to make yeah, The Hobbit. Yeah, right. Um, Wasn't Guillermo del Toro supposed to do The Hobbit? I, I we, call him. we were robbed of the Guillermo cut. And ask... That, that would have been pretty rad. Um, it's funny you guys say that, because I was thinking while watching that this felt like a cash grab. And I also haven't seen the Hobbit movies because I was so turned off by just the oh, idea fuck. of them <laughs> that um, I've decided to avoid them at, at all costs just because I don't want to taint my experience of the original trilogy. Okay, um, I'm on HBO Max and just take a skip around the scenes and... <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so good on that. I'll like never do that ever in my life unless I live to like unless I find the ring and it extends my life by 600 years, I'll probably never watch the Hobbit movies. Um even at that point I might still not do it. Side note here, are you guys more likely to watch the Hobbit trilogy or the 1977 animated Hobbit movie that I grew up on? How long is Always. the animated one? Probably like hour, hour twenty. I would much rather watch that than nine <laughs> hours of nonsense. Oh yeah, oh it's something. I, I, made, I feel like that was a big uh, rainy day in in class kind of a movie. I made my wife watch that movie, and uh, she had never seen it before. And you know, it was it was close to divorce. I think when she, <laughs> she went from that to me, and she was like, "Jesus, is that bad, huh?" It's uh, it's something. <laughs> um, okay, so subjective things aside, let's talk about some objective things. It's pretty to look at. Come on, it's it's beautiful, it's beautiful. I yeah, but like, it's not like exceptionally pretty to look at. It's like on a scale of like bad to to great it's like good or bad to exceptional it's it's good i one thing i is that too have, harsh one thing i have taken note of is the fact that it seems prettier to look at but the prettiness serves a purpose the um most of the a lot of the cgi stuff we've seen so far it's not rivendell but uh the places where the elves are like the tree that elrond is sitting in composing his speech and all the leaves and um i think that's very much drawn from the source material of how you know 
elves are all about like the forests and the leaves and everything. And so they've really tried to build into each, um, each different like wor- mini world that they're building within the show that is pretty closely tied to the characters. And the same thing with uh, Casa Doom and Durin and everything. It, it, it seems like they're, they're not just doing it to make a spectacle of it. It seems like this is actually related to these characters and they're trying to tell you something about who these characters are with these CGI pretty scenery in the background. I just think what it's doing is in addition to that as well, is just capturing what's magical about the fucking Peter Jackson trilogy. It's like, look at this fucking world. There's so much shit going on in this world. But here, look look at this little beautiful, wonderful part of it. And what that does is it like it makes your imagination go wild. Um, you know, it's like I want to hang out with that bartender who's serving gloop and schloop uh, in the uh, the f- 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 Falingle Town, whatever wherever the fuck they are. That's I like. I want to know what Elrond and Galadriel are getting up to, like when they're alone. You know. Like sexy wise, well, that feels uh, intentionally ambiguous. What's going on there? But also, uh, this was a criticism my wife had of the episode. Was she was like, "Gladriel's been swimming for just like six years." Yeah, but she's an elf, right? That's what I told her. But you know, elves—they're—they're they're light. They float. They're light as a feather. Yeah, Legolas. He walks on snow. He doesn't fall through the snow. And uh, the, the fellowship, of, yeah, and the fellowship of the ring. They're on um, Caradras, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "Oh, they're in the snow." And there's Orlando and Bloom, like walking on the snow because he's so light, mm-hmm. light-footed. Anyways, uh, yeah, she can swim. She can swim. Elves are hella racist. Yes, they are, and so are humans. Yeah. And dwarves. Pretty much everybody is, but the elves really really put some stank on it. They really... They do. Except for hard feet. Hard foots. The hard... They just don't like anybody. The hobbits. I'm just going to call them the fuck... They're hobbits. They're hobbits. They're They're hobbits. hobbits. Um, Is there a D in it? I thought it was Harfoot. Or is it Hardfoots? No, it's H-A-R-F. Harfoots. Rock, you got to start watching with the captions on. Like... I do. I just need glasses. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I put on subtitles, but I can't read. Reading is hard. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Why squinting. is this all in Elvish? I'm squinting the whole time, like, as if I'm reading a book with just noise and color behind the words. That's my experience. I uh, Something else I did kind of like is that they're just not... There's certain things that are just going to be a little out there and weird, and they're just going to let that... They don't need to, like, hold your hand through that. All the elves on the boat, when they all started singing as they were approaching the Undying Lands before Galadriel hopped off the boat, like, they all just, like, bust out into a chorus. And it was like, are they going to talk about the fact that elves all just, like, start singing in unison? Nah, nah, fuck. That's 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 just, that's what what you do on the way in. Yeah. Wait, why do you guys say that elves are the most racist is it because they're just like really into the idea of being they're, elves and they're confused at, at like why everyone else isn't as as smart and beautiful and and perfect as them 
or is there like um, other stuff that they do? Um, there's definitely elements of, I think in the books and source material, like there's, I don't, I don't know. Cause there, there's certainly like the air of superiority that elves have living eternally to everybody else. You kind of just don't view them as the same, uh, you know, you're not on my level and, uh, but also I think it's because their accents are probably the closest to like aristocratic British. And whenever they say something kind of racist, it sounds even like way worse in that accent, you know, just sounds very. I, I think you're spot on. And I think the show talks about this a little bit too, that they, they look down upon the other races. They see the dwarves as greedy. They see, humans as impure weak because they uh, weak, some of yeah. them sided with uh with with sauron uh, who's um, morgoth morgoth that's right and and i think they blame these other races for uh for the status and state that middle earth is in when they arrive um, their their homeland is this beautiful, pristine place, and here they sail to this new man filled with with men and dwarves, and it's a shithole. And here they are trying to fix it, and they're not respected in the same way they don't respect dwarves and and humans. Humans and dwarves hate elves just as much as as elves hate the two of them, if not more so. That's what I got. You know, I think you guys bring up a lot of good points and I hate to sound like a stick in the mud because I didn't totally hate the show. I just didn't fully vibe with it. Um, but I am intrigued by a lot of what you guys have to say. So like, I might just stop watching or like I'll half watch and then just listen to you guys talk about it. <laughs> well, I if can that's... tell you we're going to get yeah. some interesting stuff with Galadriel. I'm assuming that's Numenor she arrived at. I think that's the oh. race that Aragorn has descended from. It no longer exists in the Jackson trilogy. So that race is like dying out and Aragorn's kind of the last of it. That's why he lives a couple thousand years because they're sort of intermingled with elves. Um, so that's like one of the great kingdoms of men that is like not the people sitting in Glupshito's bar, uh, but that's like really like classy. Uh, it's supposed to inspire a lot of the architecture of like Gondor and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see where they go with that and where they go with, um, basically you've got your Aragorn stand in on the raft with uh, Galadriel. It's also just so cool how they say her name. I can't say it. Galadriel. I, I, we don't have accents. We can't. We can't do it as cool. Well, we have accents, but just not elvish. <laughs> Galadriel. Galadriel. Um. <laughs> like, like the thought of like a like a union pipe fitter saying Galadriel. That's what we're missing in Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like who's the who's the elf that like does the plumbing? Like there's uh, no way he's got a fucking majestic accent. Maybe is that Celebrimbor? He does the he's the like well, elvish architect that he's working with. Maybe he does the plumbing too. 
Uh, Trescatos, I know you know who Celebrimbor is. Raph, do you have any idea who Celebrimbor is? No, I have no idea who, who you guys are talking about. Celebrimbor, like me. Celebrimbor is the gentleman that Elrond meets with and then goes to the Dwarven City with. He's the older elf. Is that's not the dude with the long hair? No, that's not the. Uh, that's the elf king. That's the elf king. Yeah, there's the elf king. Dude, there also. Is... Sorry, while on the topic of the elf king, he he fucked up pretty bad, huh? Oh yeah, he lied. Did yeah. he lie? I thought he was just a moron and was no. like, "Hey, evil's gone. Everyone go home." No, and then... he lied. He lied. They he admitted. Why does he lie? He admitted to Elrond that they know Sauron is out there, but that in the vision of the future they see if Galadriel is still there hunting him, it makes the situation far worse. Your hate only makes me stronger. Yes. Like that kind of vibe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So he's like a, uh, the Elf King is like a, uh, not Churchill. Who was the was it, who was the prime minister before Churchill who who appeased uh, Hitler a lot? Uh, shit, I, I like I like to think of Lord of the Rings mostly in World War Two terms. Well, um, so much of it is inspired because, by World War One. Um, yeah, but World War One isn't as sexy as World War Two. We can all admit that. How many World War Archduke Franz Ferdinand isn't isn't as sexy? Was that the adjective used? Yeah, that was the word I used. Okay, sexy. You know, how many World War II movies we got? Like oh oh thousands. I mean yeah, in popular media, yeah, no, yeah yeah okay yeah. I mean, really, is the History Channel World War II in color or World War One in color? (laughs) World War One really like. My they, point exactly. It, it's the it's the epitome of like celebrating too early when they were like, "This is the war to end all wars." <laughs> it's just like, nope. <laughs> and then the next time they're just like, nobody fucking say anything. <laughs> 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 you keep your fucking mouth shut. It, 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 this is the war to end all wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, Rare example of the sequel being uh, more popular than the original. <laughs> yeah, put it up there with Empire Strikes Back, and uh... it's it's basically the same. Yeah, the same thing. Um, so Rings of Power. Rings of Power. I'm. I need to do some more reading on the whole concept of the Undying Lands because I thought it was just like you sail over there and it's like really beautiful and nice. I didn't know you were like erupting in song as you approached the white light in the sky. Like that begs the question, like what happens? Do do Frodo and like little ancient Bilbo Baggins erupt into song when they're sailing out there on the last ship to leave the Grey Havens? Well, Is, is Bilbo the first non-elf to, to go? Um, I think Bilbo and Frodo, and I guess Gandalf is also on that, are some of the only non-elves to go uh, until later on uh, when Gimli is very old. They allowed Gimli to go and Sam to go, too. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, when yeah. Gimli's very old, he goes to spend his final days hanging out with Legolas in the Undying Lands, just being bros. I have another joke that's in very poor taste. Bring it. That that's like uh, that's like a Mormon going to like Baptist heaven. <laughs> so like they show up and they don't get their own planet. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? It's just it's it's just a heaven full of elves, and then and then Bilbo shows up. I'm like, why isn't he in Hobbit heaven? And he's why is so, he over here? He's so old, and everybody there is just unaging and like young. And he's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> that would be so confusing. Imagine you're you're chill, you're an elf. You 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 know an elf who never went over came to the white the undying lands to middle earth and it's just like who's this old guy <laughs> just, the, <laughs> the 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 undying land i what is that it's good to see y'all what the fuck is that the undying <laughs> land look at how hairy its feet are it's not heaven it's all heaven dude the Undying Lands is in heaven. It's just Val- Valinor, Valor, whatever. There's it's a called. super bright light in the sky, and everybody erupts into song. You're I just with heaven. Yeah, I if just, you're wearing I just an all white it gown, it's a par- it's heaven. a pa- it's a paradise, but it's not if heaven. All, if all the elves had started singing "Mamma Mia," then it would be heaven. But until that's, then, you're that's right. That's true. Not I heaven. can't I can't argue with that. For multiple, it's a paradise, not heaven. That paradise is heaven. Those it's are. Not, I just looked it up. Nah, bro. It's the same thing. That's literally all the same thing. It's all the same shit, bro. Why doesn't everybody on a completely different note? Yeah, good. So this is like Amazon. Amazon's big uh, splash in the realm of prestige television, right? Like they don't they don't have like any big hit shows before this. This is kind of their way to to make a mark in the you know world of of HBO and all that shit. They've said that but, this determines the future of their streaming content. If you want to be prestige television, do you not need to show butt cheeks within the first two episodes? Lord of the Rings is very um, cheekless. I, I saw no butt cheeks. Sexless. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, long, wistful stares in Lord of the Rings. Uh, you could have sexless butt cheeks. Says who? <laughs> butt cheeks are probably like the one piece of nudity that exists in the most sexless way. Maybe, maybe dong. Maybe TV dong. TV dong. <laughs> TV dong. <laughs> it's like a TV dinner. It's in a frozen box. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can't be prestige television without any at, at least at least butt cheeks. I have, I have very few counters to that. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. This has almost no stakes for me, so I feel very comfortable just sitting back and seeing where this goes because it's Tolkien's high fantasy world, and I'm very into that. I love all that. If it's good, fantastic. If it's not. It's going to be the funniest waste of a billion dollars any of us have ever watched. I think it's a win-win based on what you just said. Either we get ultimately a great piece of content to add to the, the mythos 
and everyone can enjoy it, where we all get to laugh at Jeff Bezos. What's not to like about either of those scenarios? Or we can still laugh at Jeff Bezos and enjoy the show. <laughs> Make Sauron the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is slightly unrelated, but and you pro- neither of you will probably believe me. Uh, I've I've talked very fondly about this show. I thought you were going to say about Jeff Bezos. No, not yet, at least. Uh, I, I'm very fond of, of Rings of Power. I like House of the Dragon even more. I that doesn't surprise me that much, actually. Um, I think through classic Thrones, baby, through the first two or three episodes. Yeah, that's I mean, not to talk about a different show on the Rings of Power review, but uh, it's just interesting to me. They both came out at the same time. I if you're Amazon, you have to blink there, I think. Um, Yeah. HBO knew for a fact that they were bringing the heat with that season. You I know. guess the the reason I bring it up is because Raph is talking about butt cheeks, and there's a lot. Right. I mean, with with the actors they have, with good TV, how, with how badly season eight went, and like nobody left feeling satisfied. They brought in good writers. They brought in very good actors. Um, they knew they were throwing heat over the plate over at HBO. So, and I'm pretty sure that HBO announced after Rings of Power, hey, we're coming out this exact same week, basically as like a fuck you, we're the fantasy guys. And if you're Rings of Power, I think you should have pushed it back a few months, to be honest. I think that like from a business perspective, I think you get more viewers that way because if you waited till the week after uh, uh, House of the Dragon ends, people are going to need to scratch that itch and they're going to be looking for something. Even if they're not a Lord of the Rings person, they're going to be like, all right, whatever, fuck it, close enough. Um, Mm. So I think business-wise, that may not have been the best call for them, but it does set up an interesting head-to-head of fantasy franchises. Well said. 100%. Yeah. But I I also wonder if, if you release it at the same time, and you just bank on Lord of the Rings being uh, a bigger worldwide brand name than than Game of Thrones. Although Game of Thrones was like one of the biggest TV shows ever, right? And both a lot of butt cheeks. A lot both of butt cheeks. Global appeal. One has butt cheeks. Butt cheeks aren't a global appeal. Huh? People love butt cheeks worldwide. I mean, Taste everybody's cheeks. everybody's got an ass. Everybody loves tasteful cheeks. Come on. Yeah. Is would you say House of the Dragon is more butt cheeks or or boobies or dong? Honestly, there hasn't really been that much yet. Have you ca- are, did you watch the all three? Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't realize you were caught up. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah, no, I I I, I really love it. I like what they're doing. Matt Smith. What a bland name for a great actor. I love Patty Considine or Con- Constantine, whatever. He his name the is. king. Yeah, he's the king. Yeah, he's terrific and everything. I'm glad he's finally getting some shine as like a main role because he's always the character actor who elevates the movie or the show and does like a great job, but is not in that much of it. Now they're really letting him 
Do he's it. great, and Rise of Fans is great. Uh, I, but to be honest, going back to Rings of Power, I like most of the actors so far. I think they all. Oh yeah, definitely. I think they all do a very good job. I think what's unfortunate is a ton of the discourse about Rings of Power has been equated to the fact that there's black elves and dwarves, and either people are really psyched about that or really angry about that. And both those people should just shut the fuck up and let us watch the show. <laughs> I just think it's so funny once again, coming out at the same time. And it's like, Ooh, you've never seen a black dwarf before. Ooh, you've if, never if seen a black elf before. You've never seen a black hobbit before. You've never seen a black Targaryen before. Like, like, like here they, they all are. <laughs> I just can't understand how people can watch. Yeah. I rings of power and house of the dragon. If that's the only takeaway that you can have, like just come on come on dig a little deeper i think it's funny because like you watch both shows or at least for me you watch ring rings of power and like they just are like the black elf is just there and he's just an elf and like it totally works the only reason that it becomes a topic of conversation is because both the original game of thrones and original lord of the rings movies had like literally zero black or right. not white people in either so it just makes those things like look more ridiculous because we've lived in a world for 20 years where there is no such thing as a black elf and right. like now you watch it in the first two episodes of this show and it's like oh that could have just been a thing and like whole time, no one I mean, would think twice about it like we could have just done that <laughs> and it it still works like hobbits are still funny because they're little like they're they're half the size of everyone else I, I, not because it, they're black or white or like there are English hobbits and there are also right. American hobbits. Right. And there's Irish ones too. Yeah. So like they, it could, it could all just be there. It, it does elicit a chuckle from me when people are like rings of power is going woke. And I was like, black people existing is <laughs> like, that's not woke. That's just like yes yeah, black people act there are actors looking for work and sometimes they're not white As and sometimes out. they get cast in things <laughs> um they show but, up and read lines and then someone films it and then everyone goes home yeah i it was i was interested to see if they would be like because if the show made a point of being like oh look at this you've never seen this before that would have been like a little eye rolling and just like, okay, I, I get it. But yes, let's get on with the show. But the way they did it was it was just, here's characters. And they're fine. They're great. They're very interesting. I thought, uh, God damn it. I, I've looked up the uh, elf's name like nine goddamn times. Arundir. Arundir. There you go. Arundir and Bronwyn. I like that name. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt the two of them. Aaron Deer. Hey, yo, Galadriel. Hey, Galadriel. This is my good pal, Alan Dreer. Galadriel, what are you doing out here in the middle of the East River? You're going to catch a cold. What's the dwarf's name? Durin? Durin. 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 He's a hoot. <laughs> Do you disagree? 
No, I know, but calling someone a hoot is hilarious. <laughs> I hooted when I saw him. Second he came on screen. Yeah. Who is that guy? He looks familiar. Have I seen that dwarf before? Uh tell you in a second. I had the IMDB up. Um I think it's racist of you. I, I think you think that's Gimli. Not all dwarves look alike. <laughs> I don't think it's Gimli. His name is Durin. Nerd. Um, the Durin. dude who plays Elrond looks like uh, Barney Stinson. The dude who plays Elrond was yeah. young young Ned Stark. Is that who that, that's why yes. that motherfucker looks familiar? Yes. Oh, son of a oh. bitch. I should have known that. Yeah. I just uh, thought it was Barney Stinson. Nah. No, he is he is notably not uh, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> and this how is how I met, I met your, your mother eight thousand years ago. <laughs> we both had the same joke. I just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your yours was a little bit better. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Uh, Mid dull earth. <laughs> Still trying to find out who this dwarf is, but oh well. Um. Would you oh, yeah. okay? Well, there you go. <laughs> Say no more. I'm dying over here. <clears throat> um, look, man, I, I like, I will see what happens with the show. It could become shit. Who knows? Right now, I'm on board. I, I think it looks nice. I think it's well written. I think it's well acted. I love the fantasy genre. I'm glad that there's finally diversity and representation there without hitting us over the head with commentary about it. Um, I just think it's nice to have some solid television to watch now. So I would rec- I if you like Lord of the Rings, I say definitely watch it. If you don't like Lord of the Rings, why don't do it? <laughs> Elon yeah, Musk doesn't like Lord Tolkien of the Rings. Turning in his grave. Elon Musk said that about the show. I was like, yeah, well, Elon. Everyone else is turning in their grave <laughs> every time you tweet. <laughs> Just go build a goddamn rocket. Get yeah. off of Twitter. Is that just him beefing with uh, with with Bezos? Is that just billionaire Probably. beef? Probably. Yeah, he was he was gonna hate the show regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's. I didn't. Even it would think be funny if uh, I didn't think of that angle, but you're 100 percent right. This is just him shitting. It'd on be Bezos. funny if Jeff Bezos is if his notes were make Sauron look just like Elon Musk. That would have been really funny, but also impossible because nobody is built like that man. It's a <laughs> rectangular chest. <laughs> Elon Musk. They could CGI built, that. Elon Musk is built like a cyber truck. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few occasions where I where I'm for I'm pro CGI to make <laughs> to make the bad guys in uh in rings Honestly, of power look exactly like Elon that, Musk. If they had done that instead of making Sauron look like uh, Eminem, what, uh, wait, that's an excellent question. When when does uh, Eminem show up? I think in the next episode. We're gonna start getting some. Is it a flashback? Some slim shady. No, I I figure he's gonna be. You know, is he gonna disguise himself? Yeah, because uh, there is lore like. He's supposed to be like he's not an elf, but he has like some of those like qualities. He's like the great deceiver. There's a deleted scene in Return of the King where um, Aragorn 
instead of fighting that troll at the end of Lord of the Rings, he fights Sauron himself, but he almost drops his sword because when Sauron first shows up, he's supposed to look like heavenly and beautiful and like disarming. And then he turns back into the big uh, steampunk monster. But uh, yeah, so I, I think he is supposed to be pretty almost like deceptively like he's supposed to look angelic. So I think that's what they're going for, but nice. Yeah. Would you recommend the show cats? Yeah. Why not? I mean, I, I don't know until I, so much of my opinion of this is going to be determined by where these storylines go, but so far it's enjoyable. It's fun, fun watch. Take it. Hey, uh, Raph. Um, I mean, if you like TV, like I feel like people are gonna watch it. If you like Lord of the Rings, um, like why not? It could it could totally be something that's that's really really cool. Um, I just figured like if I'm gonna spend two hours of my time watching something, like me personally, for what I enjoy out of media consumption, I would prefer a movie, but. Um, I think there are a lot of people who will like really, really dig this show and want to watch week by week as soon as episodes come out. And I think that's, that's awesome. Um, there's no reason to like, to dislike the show. I think that's my big takeaway. Um, it's just not for me right now. That's fair. Yeah. I I think it remains to be seen if there's a reason people like really should come watch this show but or a reason to like really hate it like there's no reason for for that at this point there there might come that point at 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 some time in the future but it's certainly not now so Mm -hmm. you know stick with it see see what happens see if it tickles your fancy or floats your boat or both or it tickles your boat and floats your fancy yeah, you never know. Maybe it boats your your tickles. My fancy is buoyant. Who are you and where can you be found? Um, I am three cats in a trench coat. And if you put a can of tuna in an alley, I might appear. Aside from that, look in the responses to straight to dvd on twitter i'm probably lurking around there saying something dumb nice raf who are you dude i'm i'm raf uh this has been fun thanks three cats thanks for uh for bringing the heat yes as they say it's always i hope i hope nobody listens to this and finds out how much i know about lord of the rings (laughs) That's why we needed you. I think it was a reasonable amount of knowledge. I think you still hid some from us, but that's okay. You're not, you're letting, letting, uh, you're not letting, I can't speak English right now. (laughs) (laughs) Say it in Elvish. If you can name all the dwarves in The Hobbit, you've gone too far and I've passed that point, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, Balin, uh, Gloin, uh, 
Kiti and Fidi. That's close enough. I'll give them to you. Thanks. Uh, the main guy, um, Richard Armitage's character, uh, Thorin. <laughs> Thorin. <laughs> Uh, I would have accepted him too. <laughs> um, Bomber. How many are there? It's like 12. I'm going to stop at six. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, they all come in pairs. Biffer and Bomber, Dwalin and Balin, uh, Feely, Killy, Oin, Gloin. What did I say? Feedy, Kitty. <laughs> uh, all right, well. Good show. <laughs> Wait, Raph, did yeah. you say who you are? Yeah, I'm I'm Raph. He did say he was Raph. Where can you be found? There you go. Follow-ups. Um, <laughs> I can be found on Twitter and Instagram and on Letterboxd, at Raph Stitt. It's, it's all one word. R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Um, that's who I am. That's where I can be found. Michael. How about you, How about you Mike? Where Where are you? Dude, I'm here. Where can you be found, Morbin? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. You know, you know how it is. At Michael underscore Romeo underscore Roco underscore. That's R U O C C O Michael underscore Romeo underscore. What Roco kind of dairy underscore. products you're working with on there? On you know, the a lot of the time it's burrata. You know, goddamn right it is. Sometimes we got Mutadel. It's mostly mostly burrata. You know. Uh, a lot of people tell me the burrata's been dry. Who told you this? this? According to sources, there's been a uh, Barada drought. Everyone comes looking for it. You're fucking lying, dude. <laughs> I don't know who wants you to believe. <laughs> He's been out here slandering your Barada. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fake news. Extraordinary. Um, and you can find the... <laughs> Straight to TPT proper at ST. S, what fucking, who are we? Where can we be found? <laughs> I am so deeply detrimental to the workings of this shit. Jesus. Straight um, to we, DVD yeah, we, pod. That's the number two, right? There you go. Name some more dwarves. Straight to, I'm still in my head. I'm like Bibby, Bomber, boot, Booty. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Barada um, is not the name of an elf. No, but it could be. It's a cheese. It is a cheese, in case you didn't know. Um, straight to DVD Pod. That's the number two. Straight to DVD Pod. Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts, all that good shit. Fucking That's it. it. We're, we're done. Fucking <laughs> end it. <laughs> Please don't Please, stare at me. Someone. Don't, don't stare at me in silence. We've fucking done. <laughs> <laughs>